Do you like to learn about random wild stuff? You know, the things you didn't think you needed to know about, then realize you should? Then welcome to Nothing Off Limits, the podcast that gives you one place to go for something different. Impress your next party guest with your unusual body of knowledge. And if you dig the show, get more information at ladyfoxentertainment.com and subscribe, rate, or review. Thanks. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Nothing Off Limits. I'm excited. We're back to business today, and we're going to talk about how to get known, get that visibility with my amazing guest, Nicole Holland. Nicole is a master coach, a marketing strategist, a podcaster, all rolled up into one purple-haired powerhouse. She's super cool, and she is known as the secret weapon that smart CEOs and successful small business owners turn to, to grow their business exponentially. She is proud to have been named in the Huffington Post as one of the 50 must-follow women entrepreneurs in 2017, along female business leaders like Marie Forleo, Danielle Laporte, Amy Porterfield, Dory Clark. Nicole is all about recognizing and empowering today's emerging leaders to get known now. I want to send you to her her latest URL. She's got a bunch of stuff, but uh, this one is the one of the day. It's BBR Summit dot com slash nol it's the business building rock star summit which she's going to talk about today welcome nicole thank you so much i figure it's time for us to get our convo on record eh <laughs> i know you and i had lunch down in orange county one sunday and i remember us it was like nobody was there it was like dead was that at the hyatt i can't even remember maybe could have been i don't remember either <laughs> but it was so nice to meet you in person and see your hair indeed but when we get on the phone like even just before we started hitting record here it's like you and I can yap for hours and I love your energy I love listening to your show because it is so very much like an actual conversation that you have off air so uh, it's it's great that we're finally recording because I'm like yeah we could talk forever (laughs) (laughs) I know I love that we have a good synergy well let's talk about you and I want you to share how you've gotten to where you are today with the folks out there listening because you didn't just you know crawl out of the crib as an entrepreneur so tell us about your journey yeah. So I have to say, I kind of did crawl out the crib as an entrepreneur. I mean, <laughs> as, far, as far back as I can remember, like I would play restaurant, you know, like, wait a minute, I am, it's my restaurant, right? There's mm-hmm. even a picture of me when I was a toddler in diapers still serving tea and cookies to the neighbor kids. Um, <laughs> so I always had that Recharging some coins too, where you're like, it's, it's one cent, everybody. <laughs> I don't think by that point I was, but I understood money at an early age too. I remember I was wow. really young and um, for Christmas, you know, you make your Christmas list of Santa and all I wanted was a million dollars. That's it. And I was probably <laughs> like seven. Wow. Yeah. Right. And who knew, like, where did that come from? Right. But um, I just wanted a pound puppy and, and a cabbage <laughs> patch doll. I had no interest. I wanted money. And my, uh, my father, I guess it's Santa, um, actually gave me I'll never forget the, the envelope it came in, but it was like this, you know, money card and it had a $100 bill in it. And it said, it was a note from Santa that said something about, um, you know, we don't have a million dollars for you this year, but here's something to get you on your way or something like that. Right. <laughs> Start investing kid. A hundred, a hundred dollar bill. And I was like, I mean, that was like, woo. wow. So, what did you do with it? Oh gosh. I don't remember. I'm sure my dad took it back. <laughs> <laughs> Jerk. Um, but it was, 
it was really cool. And, and so when I was eight, I think it was seven or eight, um, was my first business, if you will. My dad um, used to grow fruits and vegetables and we had so much and, and gave a lot away to the neighbors. And of course, like we ate everything we grew mm-hmm. and then um, still had more than enough and so he, um, he kind of helped me and my brother was supposed to be doing it too. My brother was so not into it like I was, but we turned my brother's little red wagon into a cart to bring the fruits and vegetables. And so my dad taught me how to like bag everything and price everything, you know, hmm. five cents for a bag of tomatoes or whatever. So we would bring that cart up to the pool, to the neighborhood pool, and I would sit outside of the pool and sell our vegetables to the parents coming through. And I wow. loved it. I loved exchanging something these people were super excited about and something I was excited about. So I would get the money and they would get the food. Wow. And so I guess like that really is my early, you know, coming out of the womb as an entrepreneur, if you will. That's really cool. Yeah, I took a break. I mean, I didn't believe in myself enough, I guess. Um, you know, and that I'm saying in hindsight at 42 years old almost. But um, I had many years, I didn't understand entrepreneurship. I didn't know that it was something you could do. Um, business, like owning a business, that was something I guess I always wanted, but I never really I know like when I started growing up, I didn't understand that I could mm-hmm. have it. Yeah. Um, I definitely tried to, you know, I tried some MLMs. I tried whatever, you know, selling. Haven't we all? I know, I right? I think my first one was Herbalife. Mine was Amway. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we, I think we've all been sucked in at one point or another. Yeah. I don't know what your viewpoints are on those, but that could be a whole separate conversation, I'm sure. Totally. Totally. I, I mean, it works for some people they are into I'm not, but... Um, but I had to fail a lot. And then I just thought I couldn't do it. Well, I had a practice um, coaching and um, I was offered a job. This is about, I don't know, 12, 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. I was offered a job to basically be a coach at a high school for, it was like an alternative charter school for um, t- troubled youth or not necessarily troubled. Some of them were troubled, but more like they just didn't really fit in freaks and geeks. Right. And so I was like, this is the coolest thing ever because my focus was on youth and families um, that I was doing coaching work with. So I took the job and one thing led to another, to another, to another. And I had been in jobs for many, many years, which led me to becoming a correctional officer. What? I know. Right. And um, it was so, so crazy. did that spring off of the the coaching? Yeah, because when I worked at so I worked at the charter school, and then I quit there and I went to a um, it's called Canyon State Academy. It's um, a facility that's an alternative to jail for adjudicated male youth, and it there was the school aspect of it, but also coaching. So as a coach counselor, um, we taught positive peer culture. Harry Borath uh, wrote this book in the 60s or 70s called Positive Peer Culture. And we basically um, used that and cognitive behavioral therapy to instill in these kids healthy behaviors and Mm. help them turn around um, their their stuff, like they're smart kids. Well, you're preventing the narcissists of tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) And it's cool. Which I love. Yeah. So it was with criminals. Like these kids we would take out of jail. They were tough. And, um, you know, we had a great rate of, uh, of success, but there, I mean, a lot of them would go back into jail and you know, that that's, that's life. But we had such a great success and I loved seeing the success stories. So I really stayed with that 
theme and I worked um, deeper and deeper with kids that were at risk and um, in, you know, violent situations. And so one thing led to another. I wound up being a level three foster parent. I wound up working in the juvenile justice system. Um, I wound up doing... um, outreach and like crisis support. So when the cops had an issue that involved children or family um, and and there needed to be some dirty work, <laughs> dirty work done, basically my agency was called in and, and we handled a wow. lot of messy stuff. So yeah. So now you're doing like what you do now and you help, you know, business, small business owners and, <laughs> and CEOs like do their fun, their marketing, be yeah. podcast guests and do all this fun stuff. It's like night and day to me. Yeah, and it is. And it, it, what I realized was, because I was going deep, so you asked if it was connected to the coaching. It was, right? And one thing led to another, to another, to another. And I went deeper and deeper down this rabbit hole without really realizing what I was doing. And by the time I was a correctional officer in an adult male facility, um, I was so broken. I was so off my path. I was so unhappy. I was so sick. And like literally sick. And I, it was, it was horrible. And finally I remembered it doesn't have to be like this. And so I wound up quitting corrections in um, December, December 28th, 2014 Hmm. was my last official day as an officer. And I decided I wanted to um, learn how to build an online business. I had the skills, right, to do coaching and stuff like that. I'd been a coach for many years, but I didn't know how to get clients. And so I wound up figuring it out really fast. And with that, I launched something called the Business Building Rockstar Summit, which you mentioned before. Mm -hmm. And that was um, in 2015. And it was a way, it was basically what I wanted, I needed. I was searching so much for who can I trust that's just going to give me the tools and resources I need to do what I know how to do really well and help other people with that. How do I find those people and all that? So I spent a lot of money, a lot of stress, a lot of time, as we all do uh, when we start a new venture, right? Mm -hmm. And I thought, how can I make this easier for people? And so that was the summit. I created an event where I brought together people that were experts who were who were giving and 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 willing to help people at the level they were at, and um, that's how it was born. And and everything else. This is the we're getting ready for the third. Um, annual business building rockstar summit and it's it's amazing every time it, every year it's getting better and better that's so cool and it's all virtual correct yeah so it's all online so you don't have to actually travel anywhere just yet as of now mm-hmm. yeah, there might be something in the works for 2018 but <laughs> um, as of now yeah it's all virtual and the last two years it's been pre-recorded this year we're actually doing it live so it is hmm. really like a conference but you don't actually have to put on pants for it <laughs> I, I love that. I love not wearing pants. <laughs> Just shorts. Pants right now. <laughs> <laughs> who are going to be some of the folks who you bring together to inspire the, the attendees? Yeah. So, um, oh my gosh, so many amazing people. I will say the gentleman who brought you and I together, Michael Roderick. Yes. Yeah. Mr. Michael. Be, yep. Mr. Michael, he is going to be um, talking about how to nurture and get more clients through live events like dinner masterminds. Uh Yes. um, He's got a mastermind coming up actually as well. Yeah. He's got lots of stuff. He's amazing. And he is the connector extraordinaire. 
<laughs> yes, and speaking Indeed. of connections, we have uh, Robbie Samuels, who just published an international bestseller called um, Croissants versus Bagels, and it's all about how to network the right way, how to build relationships um, rather than just stacks of business cards. And so he's going to be talking about that. Um, Tim Page, who is a webinar superstar, he's done webinars that have brought in around $10 million in the last few years for the companies he's worked with. Um, he's going to be teaching all about how to do a webinar that actually, you know, brings in money. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, they're, we learn these different tactics. We learn about the different tactics, but we miss the strategy. And so a lot of people will try. So for example, like we have Molly Mahoney, who's going to be talking all about Facebook Live and integrating Facebook Messenger bots to, to bring in business. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can talk about these things. People go, oh, okay, I'm going to do that. And then they go try and figure it out, but nothing connects. There's no right. conversion. And yeah. so that's what this summit really is about. We go everything from mindset all the way through how to scale up with a virtual advisory board and interim executives and things like that. So it's, it covers the gamut, um, social media, general sales, uh, writing a book, podcasting, uh, things like that. And so, interesting. I yeah, want to pluck like out, I want to pluck out the book piece for a minute yeah. because that was something that was presented to me as well. And I kind of dipped my toe into it and I got involved with this like multi-author book business book thing. Um, why is it, in your opinion, and you, I'm sure you've seen this with a lot of your clients and a lot of the business people who you've worked with over the years, some people get lots of success by doing an ebook, offering a free ebook even, and other people just nothing happens, like me. Yeah. So actually, we have Caloris Kylie is going to really get into that with your content, uh, or sorry, Cloris, no. Cloris is going to talk about lead magnets, which an ebook would be. Tina Dietz is going to get into the strategy and around the content planning and how do we make it work. And oftentimes it's because, you know, you can you can have a recipe to make something, right? And you can follow the recipe, follow the directions that you're given, but there's something different that you can never necessarily, you may not be able to get it exactly like you thought it would be because there's something missing that you you can't see you can't touch you can't identify and that is in the the and and probably recipe was a bad thing to pull out of the air for this but basically what happens a lot of times is people follow directions but they don't understand the strategy behind it and so what i love about this event is that we're going to get into that cohesive strategy every single one of the people speaking really knows conversion really Mm -hmm. knows how to make something happen. Mm -hmm. And so when we just, I wish I could find a better analogy, but when we just like follow directions to to make something, there's just so much. Oh, right. You're missing a novice and an expert, right? Somebody that actually has been doing it for years. And also it needs to be tuned, finely tuned. And so you can't just kind of like throw spaghetti at the wall and be like, well, let's try this. You know, it has to be thought out, well thought out, as you said, the strategy. Now, the theme of our our chat today is, is getting known, getting that visibility. So how does that tie into all of this other business building strategy that you cover in the summit? Oh, for sure. And I, I just want to say to one more person um, to, to note on what you just said, it's really important that you know who you're speaking to. It's really important you know your audience. Yes. And so Lisa Rothstein is going to be covering how to really clarify who that person is. So once you know, then everything you do 
revolves around that ideal client avatar, we can call it, or that ideal customer, that ideal uh, person that you want to speak to. So everything you do, your social media for visibility, your, um, your programs for monetization, your um, webinars, everything you do will be connected to how to serve that ideal person. Mm-hmm. And so when everything is connected, people will be attracted to you. You don't have to push them anymore. Right. Say, do this, do this. They will ask you for more. They will want more from you. And as that happens, you're able to gain this you get this um, reputation, right? Like the thing in Huffington Post, I was shocked. I was out actually in San Francisco. I was in Napa and I was, um, it was about a year ago. It was October of last year. I was with a friend and we were at this vineyard and I was like, I wasn't driving. So I was enjoying Napa very well. <laughs> and, and we were Say in no more. Room, and I thought, let me um, take some pictures because I'm so bad at taking pictures. I got to take pictures, you know? So I pull up my phone to take pictures and there's like the phone is blowing up. I have notifications all over. I'm like, what is this? And it was like, hey, congratulations on this. Did you see this? All this stuff, right? And I'm like, what? No. So I'm like, I can barely see because I'm tipsy as heck. And <laughs> I look and I'm trying to read on the little phone. You this can article. curse on here. What's that? I said, you can curse on here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to read this article and it's like, it's hard to read and, and it was, yeah, me being named in the Huffington Post with all these like people who I admire and have been following and I'm like, what? So that was pretty cool. Well, you mm-hmm. get that kind of recognition. I didn't ask for it. I had no idea that was coming. That's because, interesting. Yeah. Because usually when you get that press, it's because you've paid for it, you know, or you have a PR person who puts you in the, in the game. That's what doesn't work oftentimes. I mean, not to say all, like PR is really, really important and you have to have a proper strategy. For sure. Um, and same with podcast guesting. I mean, that's, I have a done for you service and I also work with people to teach them how to do it themselves. Um, but it, again, strategy, 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 right? You have to know what you're doing. And also I just got featured in Forbes. I haven't, I need to update my, my uh, intro. Yeah. I was featured in Forbes because I teach about podcast guesting and somebody was doing an article about it and they asked me for a contribution. So I didn't go seeking any of this. Now, that's not to say you shouldn't be seeking because I've got Gita Nadkarni, who is a former journalist. She's still a journalist. What am I talking about? She's still a journalist, but she's been, um, she was a television um, anchor, I believe, or forget what it was. But anyways, um, she is amazing. She has a program called Baby Got Booked, and she is going to be talking all about how to get yourself booked on television, on mm-hmm. um you know, four con- four articles and stuff like that. And then Josh Steinle, he is a contributor to Inc., to Forbes, to Money, to all these different big platforms. And he's going to talk about how to do that. So yes, you you have to focus on what's the best strategy for you, what is easiest, what is most enjoyable. Like I will not be a contributor. I have the authority to write. I've been invited to write for HuffPo and a couple of other blogs. I blogging to me is exhausting. Like it just takes so much energy and time. I'd far rather come here like we're doing right now and have a conversation with people that are awesome like you, mm-hmm. Michelle. And Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, this is a better thing for me for visibility. And yeah. so that's what we look at is when it comes to visibility, really identifying, first of all, who are you talking to? What are your values in terms of not what's your resume, but what are your values and what are people going to enjoy from you. Not mm-hmm. what are you doing for them, but what are they going to feel about you? Yeah. So building up that 
reputation as somebody who serves your ideal client, you will get that recognition naturally. And then of course, there's other ways to intentionally. And mm-hmm. then there's, you know, like I of said, course. Now be- I'm now I want to talk about podcasting for a second because um, I know a lot of people do it as a way to leverage their already existing business, whatever that is. So let's say they're they're selling coaching services, okay, and so they they create a podcast and then that helps them get new clients through their audience or through their guests' audiences and so on and so forth. There are always people too who are just doing podcasting for the love of it because they enjoy it, and that would be me. I'm not looking to um, sell a service, so to speak, through my podcast. And so in that, I'm just doing it to pretty much give my listeners access to people like you and their services. In your opinion, do you think that that's a bad approach because there is no business, so to speak, attached to it? Absolutely not. I mean, that's visibility. And that's exactly what I did. I mean, my podcast was you know, I, of course, it's a marketing channel because it allows me to get out so more people know I exist, more people know my name, more people know what I'm about. Um, But I'm out there like just having fun, you know, serving my audience, Mm -hmm. serving myself in terms of, I want to meet these really interesting people that I have on his Yes. I'm so glad you said that because, and I wanted you to kind of like justify my position on this because people are like, well, how's that working out for you? Making any money yet? And I'm just like, you know what? You have no idea what this is all about, clearly, (laughs) because it's such passion work. And it's so exciting um, to talk to different people from all around the world and to learn all of these new things. And, you know, at the same time, simultaneously, you're creating this huge body of content, which you can leverage to take elsewhere and do other things with. And so, you know, there is a strategy behind it in that regard. It's just not pinpointed to selling something. And, you know, I've tried to sell different things on my podcast. And it's just my audience, they just want to learn about some cool stuff. They don't, they're not there to buy stuff and they don't like being peddled things. That's what I've learned over the last year and a half. Yeah. And I mean, I agree with you almost the whole way. Um, I will (laughs) say there's a subtle difference that I teach my clients and that I I use myself as well. And that is um, when I first started podcasting, you know, I didn't even know what a podcast was when John approached me. I was like, you should do a podcast. I'm like, whatever. I, you know, John. I interviewed him, John Lee Dumas. I interviewed him for my first summit because it was a topic of interest for my audience. So like I said before, I'm not a blogger, but I'm still going to, I'm going to find those people who are experts to teach about that because mm-hmm. just because something doesn't interest me doesn't mean it's not for somebody else. And like I said, I was looking for a trusted resource. When I quit my job as a correctional officer, didn't know the first thing about social media. I didn't like, I didn't know anything about online anything. Mm-hmm. I wanted to find um, options. You know, I wanted to find people I could trust and all I found was people pushing and I, again, spent a lot of money, made a lot of mistakes. It was a great learning experience, but this is all about what are the different options? And so when I started podcasting, I kept hearing that leverage, 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 leverage. And so I was kind of, that was what I was indoctrinated with. And I went, okay, leverage, leverage, leverage. Well, over some time, I realized for me personally, it's not about leverage ever. It's about relationships. And so we could say, well, leverage the relationships. We could say that, but I don't look at people as things to use. So I look at collaborations, building relationships. So one of the people that I had wanted to have on my podcast was a woman by the name of Dory Clark. I'm a huge Dory Clark fan. I love her. She's amazing. She's brilliant. 
And um, over the past couple of years, now she's been on my summit. She's been on my show a couple times. She has, like, I've interacted with her. I've supported her. She's supported me. And she has a book launch coming up. So right now at time of recording, it's in a couple weeks. It'll have passed by the time this airs. But um, I'm flying out to New York for her book launch party. Nice. You know, yeah. So it's those relationships. Yeah, and I, I absolutely agree with you. And when I say leverage the content, that does not by any means mean using my guests to further my career <laughs> by any means. What I but, mean but is that I w- this is... I just want to say it is furthering my career to have these relationships because... Yeah. No, absolutely. ...cares about me and promotes me to her audience. Yeah. So it's just that subtle... I think it's the wording... Um, and even though you clearly, it's not you, um, but there's a lot of people who will tell you and with podcast guesting, like this is the why, why I started doing what I do because people were always saying, yeah, leverage this opportunity yeah. to do this. Well, and that's, so guests that's that- the only thing that I can get out of this is to take this body of content that I'm creating and then, and then say, hey, look at all this hosting work I've done. Um, yeah. Because in general, the way I feel is that I'm giving way more than I'm getting. Um, I'm getting a lot of passion and excitement and I'm learning a lot of new things, but I'm not making money off of mm. this. So what my my goal is to, I'm giving back, I'm allow, I'm giving my guests a platform to share their businesses and what they are offering. And so I'm a liaison in a lot of ways. But you should be monetizing that. I mean, I'm going to throw the should word out there because, and you are, I mean, you, you take pauses and offer products and things like that. And, you know, you shared the, the link for my event, which I love because you're, if your audience is resonating with this and they want to learn about these things, it's a service to them to share what I'm doing. And Absolutely. so bbrsummit.com forward slash NOL, that is what we call an affiliate link. So that means that you're giving me an opportunity to have fun. Number one, I love talking with you always. But number two, you're giving your audience an opportunity to learn about something they may not have known before. And you're not pushing it on them. You're not like, go do this. Yeah, no, no. If they do sign up and they see value in it, and then they upgrade, because of course, it's free, but there's an option to upgrade. I'm selling stuff. Um, if they decide that that's a value to them and it's like this, I get love notes from every summit I've done. I get love notes from people about how, what I produced changed their life. And that's what makes it worth it. Yeah. That. And so you're monetizing though, or you will be monetizing if your people decide they're going to go to my summit. And if your people decide they want to upgrade, then you get paid. And Mm -hmm. so I'm just, I want to like be really transparent about that because I don't think that, I think there's a, there's a stigma around affiliate. There's a stigma around making money. And we don't have to do things with the intention to use people. However, we are providing service and, and, and that's how I started. I just was Mm -hmm. like, how can I give people what I wish I had? Yeah. And when they find value, I get rewarded for that as well. That's the thing. Today, in today's climate, um, financial, economic, all of them, there are so many more resources than there ever were many years back. And so it's a lot It's a lot easier for people to tap in and, and get that help that they need to get things up and running for themselves. And it was interesting when you said, you know, you get the love notes, right? Because I, for me, that's the most rewarding part. When I get an email or when I get a call or a text or anything, any kind of a response to one of my email 
marketing newsletters when people are like, wow, thank you so much for that episode. I really needed to hear that. And that was good timing for me. And that's what keeps me going is that that give back and like you said, the relationship. And so that's way more rewarding for me than it is even if I were making a, a ton of money off of the affiliate relationships. Not that I don't want people to have access to them, of course, because that's why I provide those links. It's stuff that I believe in too. I wouldn't sell something if I didn't think it was good um, or try to sell something if I didn't think it was great. And so I, I'm all about what you're doing. And also because you're attached, it sounds to me like you're really, really passionate about helping people build their own business, right? Oh my gosh, yes. I'm passionate. You know, it, it, I hear a lot of people say, you need to build your own business. You need to be an entrepreneur. And I'm like, no, you don't. Like I'm passionate about helping people live their dreams. I believe 100% of my being that we are meant to be happy. You know, this expression, life's hard. I don't believe that even a little bit. Mm-hmm. I believe that's a choice. And yeah. my mission is to help people live happy, you know, to, to make whatever their dreams. And some people have no interest in being an entrepreneur. I'm like, bless them. Like, good right. on you, you know? Not everybody's what, built for it. Right. But like, whether it's a relationship, you're in a relationship, that relationships take work. Really? Well, what's your experience? Like, what's your experience of work? Does it have to be difficult or does that mean that's like a journey and it's exciting and it's fun and you get to work on your relationship by playing? And so I like to help people really reach whatever their goals are. And for me, I'm a marketing geek. I love money. As I said, I was an entrepreneur my whole life, but I believe it has to be in the service of others. Yes, um, I agree. could never do a business that was just to make money. I absolutely could not. So with you, 100% on that. In your opinion, what sets people apart in terms of their, their mindset or their personal qualities? What makes them successful with that versus people who cannot make it happen? All successful entrepreneurs are decisive, they're willing to fail and get up again and keep on going. Mm-hmm. And they're committed to staying the course no matter what. And that's not to say they're not going to pivot from a tactic or, you know, you have to know when to say, oh, nope, that's not a right fit. But they're staying the course in that they are, they know there's something more, there's something greater, and they're willing to do whatever it takes to get it. And I think that that is um, something most people can't understand. And I think that's why it's so much fun. Like I'll do these mastermind retreats and hang out and geek out with a bunch of friends who are also um, running their own business. And it's like we get together and we all speak the same language. It's like pig mm-hmm. Latin or something, you know, because <laughs> we get it that it's like, any failure, it's not something to complain about. It's something to celebrate because if something didn't work, awesome. That's like, okay, cool. Then I'm not going to focus there or it didn't work. Okay, awesome. What can I do differently? Right. And it's exciting. It's again about that journey Mm -hmm. Um, and just, yeah, not willing to accept defeat. It just doesn't exist. When I quit my job, I had, um, I had my furnace go out and it was the middle of winter and it was, you know, in the middle of a big snowstorm and it cost every penny I had plus a little bit, uh, that I didn't have to, to fix it. And it was the day I quit my job and my neighbor said, can you get your job back? And I said, no, I will flip burgers at McDonald's before I go back to that job. But I know I have faith. I just have this knowing that, it doesn't, I, that's never going to happen. I'm never going to flip burgers and I'm never going to quit. And I never had that 
before in my life. I always had vision and, and wants and things like that, but I never had that internal faith, knowing, and commitment to stay the course as I did when I quit my job at the end of 2014. And uh, I think that's the key to success. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, not everybody's built for it. I mean, there are some people who they just really do enjoy not having to make any major decisions, just going to their, like showing up, going to their desk, doing, you know, pushing their papers, <laughs> doing their regular stuff, and then clocking out and going home and having a beer. And and that is fine, right? We need those people in our society to keep things moving along while the entrepreneurs of the world try new things and try to create new services and exciting stuff for all of us. So I love what you do. And I love that you enjoy helping people because I think that that's such a big part that can, it tends to be missing from certain entrepreneurs who I've crossed paths with, paths with over the years, where I don't feel like they really, they say they are there to help people, but I, I really don't believe that in my heart. I think they're just there for the money. Yeah, totally. And again, not to keep coming back to the summit, but that's why the people who are participating as partners in this year's summit, the people who are speaking at this year's summit, they all believe the same thing. Like that was something I was really clear on. It's each time you do something, you re, you iterate and iterate and you know, you get clearer on what you want and what you don't want. Mm-hmm. And I got really, really clear this year that the only people who are going to speak on my summit are people who have the same values and who are of service and who attract the same kind of audience. And I, when I, I, it's like, I got that. I finally figured that out. I always had people who were experts, but it was that the missing piece was I was not always having people who were partners and who really had the same values. And once I made that clear, everything else has fallen into place so beautifully. That's so awesome. I love that. Now there is, so it is free to attend everybody out there listening, just so you know. Um, And this starts in November, right? Yes. So November 1st to the 10th, it is going, it is live. That's 10 days. That's a lot of content. It is, and it's a lot of live days. Four, four sessions a day. I am taking the weekend off. That There's still going to be awesome content, but there'll be pre-recorded content at the weekend. So I'm okay. running four live sessions a day, um, Monday through Friday. Wow. So yeah, there's eight days of live sessions. And the free ticket will get you access to all the pre-recorded sessions at the weekend. It'll get you access to all of the live sessions. And each one of my, uh, each one of my rock stars has a free gift to support you in taking the next step in learning that topic deeper. There's only one speaker per topic. Something that drives me nuts with these traditional summits is like they have a topic and they have a million people all giving different opinions. It's like if I need help, if I need to understand something or I want to consider starting something, I don't need 15 different opinions. I need one person to speak to me about something at a level I can understand because I'm new at this, not trying to confuse me so that I have to buy something. So we, I ask the questions that people who are just starting out or wondering about something need to know. And then something else we're doing is opening up the floor for Q and a from the VIPs. So the, the attendance is free. You come live. There's no recordings or anything for free, though. You have to actually plan it into your calendar. If you want all of the recordings, if you want also to come as a participant where you can ask your questions that pertain to your business and get these experts to give you feedback about your 
personal stuff, mm-hmm. then you upgrade to the VIP pass. Yeah, and that's so that, great. It's amazing. And so we're, this is kind of weeding out the people who are serious from not serious. So I love serving people across the board. I mean, we have every year, we have people from all over the world. And when I say all over the world, I mean all over the world attending. And, you know, a lot of people in third world countries who have visions of building a business, but they can't afford the trainings that people have online. And so I love making it free. And if they're, if people are like, you know, committed to learning, you either have time or money to spend. Things don't just come out of the air and drop into your lap and make you successful. You have to be willing to spend something. And so it's either time or money. And so people who have, you know, come to the free event and really taken it in and taken action on the things they learn have so much success. It's amazing. But maybe you want to, maybe you do have the money and you want to get that next level right away. Then you get the VIP pass. Again, you get to participate. You get all of the recordings. And from the sponsors we're putting together, um, at time of recording, I can't give details just because it's not all locked down yet, but I can tell you that the virtual swag bag that the, um, the VIPs get is amazing, like thousands of dollars worth of really, really valuable stuff that you will be able to use as a business That's owner. awesome. I love swag. And swag. Swag. And I am running a program in 2018 that I'm not giving all the details away yet. Actually, I'm not giving any of the details away yet, just to say <laughs> it's in January and it goes the full year and it's to support business builders with that visibility, with really building their presence uh-huh. so that they are being featured and things. Yes. Um, and that program is going to be sold for nine ninety seven when it launches, but everybody who gets a VIP backstage pass gets it for free. So that's the wow. Yeah. Very cool. So an inner circle of sorts. It is. For 2018. I love that. Um, I I love how you are bringing all of these great people together and then allowing them to share their thoughts and their wisdom with different people who are just kind of either starting out brand new or maybe they already have a business rolling and they need to take it to the next level. Everybody out there listening, don't forget to check it out. BBRSummit.com dot com slash nol um, so that Nicole knows that you're coming as a result of listening to this podcast and um, and you're going to launch this in October correct so this is right around the time that people are hearing this yep so the actual event um, is November first to the tenth we are doing a kickoff party which is going to be a lot of fun on Facebook Live on October thirty first and you'll get all the details if you sign up for the free ticket. Or if you upgrade, you also get it. But the you know, all you got to do is sign up at bbrsummit.com slash NOL. You'll get notified of all of the events, all of the activities. So we do, yeah, we have a kickoff party that's a lot of fun. We'll be giving away prizes and things like that Love to people it. who attend live on uh, October 31st at 2 p.m. Eastern. Making it a rock star party. Yeah. <laughs> I dig it. <laughs> now, I know um, before we go, you also do private coaching. And um, I know that you are up to the gills planning for the <laughs> summit. But once that's over, then people can indeed come to you if they wanted to work with you one-on-one. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. I love, I love coaching. I love coaching. I love helping people with visibility. I help, like I said, I love helping people really live their dreams. It, it's possible. And it's not just for some, it's for all. It just, you have yeah. to be willing to, to do what it takes. And Put the work um, in, it's not just going to magically come to you because you manifested it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you manifest opportunities. You manifest. For um, sure. You know, doors that 
are unlocked, but you still have to turn the knob and push it open. Mm -hmm. Now, how can people reach you if they do want to speak with you one-on-one? The best thing to do, honestly, is to get on the list at bbrsummit.com forward slash NOL because that is where I'm going to be. And I am very, very interactive with my audience. So once you're on the list, you can reply to any of my emails. I will read it um, or, you know, reach me on Facebook or anywhere else. But get get into the community. There's lots and lots of opportunities to connect with me directly. I love it. Nicole, you are such a delight. And I love your energy. You're just bouncing off the walls. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> Literally. Do you drink a lot of coffee or what? <laughs> I haven't had any yet today, but it's a good idea. I should probably go get a glass. <laughs> Everybody out there again, this is um, Huffington Post's one of the 50 must follow women entrepreneurs of 2017. So please, I encourage you to check out the Business Building Rockstar Summit coming up in November. Nicole, thank you again. And you are a lot of fun. Michelle, I love you. Thank you. And thank you to, uh, to your audience for, for hanging out with us today. Absolutely. Have a great topic you'd like to hear discussed on an upcoming episode of Nothing Off Limits? Email us at ideas at ladyfoxentertainment.com. In the meantime, please subscribe, rate the show, and go to ladyfoxentertainment.com to sign up for our email list and to check out our resources page. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next time.